As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello and welcome to the Game Podcast from The Times. I'm Gabriel Marcotti, and I thank you for joining us. Yes, it's not Monday, is it? Uh, This is a special bonus mini-podcast on a Thursday for you as we look ahead to the biggest game of the English Premier League season thus far. It's the Manchester Derby at Old Trafford on Sunday. It's Pep versus Jose. It's possibly an early title decider. Uh, With me to discuss Manchester United against Manchester City, we pulled out the big gun. It's the chief football writer at the Times, Henry Winter. Henry, um, what strikes me a little bit about City is obviously last season they had this incredible start and then we were sort of expecting the the bottom to fall out and then it never did. You know, lately they've been relying on late goals. They've been relying on, I don't know, and at the risk of sounding all analytical here, on sort of low percentage shots. I, you know, Sterling's goal against Southampton, fantastic. He was composed. He didn't rush it and whatever. But the point is, even if it's Lionel Messi taking that shot, you know, it's a shot that you expect the world's best player to to, to score on, you know, once out of five or out of six. Is, is this decline in performance or in dominance? Is this simply down to the fact that teams are are parking the bus or, or have they maybe sussed something out in, uh, in City or or, or, or a city suffering elsewhere? It's interesting to see where the teams actually go the other way because they've seen what's happened with uh, Manchester City's opponents in, in recent games like Southampton and Huddersfield and West Ham uh, last weekend. And they'll realise that actually if you do go over defences, they will wear you down. They do have this extraordinary Fergie time ability now. And actually people have been saying, well, Manchester City haven't been playing well. But in a way, it's the old cliche. It's the sign of champions they are grinding out results and you can see it with their emotional outpourings after games you can see that the team spirit and the camaraderie and i've actually in a way been as much impressed with manchester city over the past three weeks and the way they've dug in at the start of winter which they know is going to be a sort of grueling period which makes and breaks potential champions and and they've just showed this spirit they've showed their togetherness They've showed their lack of ego, the selflessness, which we haven't seen in necessarily one or two City teams of the of the recent past. And they've just gone for it and they've kept going and they've got this patience and this belief. And you look at someone like, I went to see Kevin De Bruyne the other day and he just said, there is a patience, there is this complete belief in each other because of the quality of the individuals. But also, I think Manchester City have been recruiting good individuals as well as good players. And not many egos or unpleasant individuals in the dressing room who are tolerated because of their great ability. They're actually quite a good set of characters. And I think that's that's fantastic. And that's why they are driving each other on, why they are supporting each other. 
And the most important thing they've got is that each individual there is improving for one particular reason, and that's because of Pep Guardiola. The impact that uh, Guardiola has on them in training is, is extraordinary. You can see it particularly with the English players, the way John Stones has developed, the way Raheem Sterling has developed. I mean, even Fabian Delft, Carl Walker is fantastic at Spurs, but even he has stepped up a, a notch now. So Sergio Aguero, who we just thought was just a sort of clinical finisher, he's become a more rounded player now. I actually expect Jesus to play more of a role at the, at the weekend because I think he's he really helped coming on against uh, West Ham. But they should be applauded. OK, they've got all this money, but they should be applauded for doing things the right way, which is inspirational coaching. I do slightly worry about him. I think he is a little bit intense at times, um, Pep. But it is it is producing some of the best football we've seen in English football for decades, and it, it should be applauded. Henry, I think let me it, put you on the spot, great. Henry. Go on. You said the best football for decades. I mean, obviously, you've been watching this. the Invincibles in there. Yeah, I would actually enjoy watching Manchester City in their pomp. More You'd go back the to the Invincibles. I will a... go back. I will go back. The, I mean, the Invincibles. You would argue was a more balanced team in terms of the quality of defence and that central midfield and you've got a player like Vieira who's an absolute beast as well as technically accomplished but I think in terms of pure joy of watching a, a team play I think Manchester City is a joy to watch there are no individuals in that team who you think oh don't like him as a, as a character as a player you know they are fantastic I mean look, we've had some good teams in English football in recent years, you know, Manchester United, the the, the treble team, Manchester United ninety four, the Cantona team. You go back to uh Liverpool in in their pomp, um, probably the eighty seven, eighty eight Barnes team. I think that the Manchester City team is playing football now. I would rank them up there. In terms of quality of play, obviously the generation of trophies is the next step. I think you and I, you especially, you, you've had time to, the opportunity to, to spend some time with, with some of the greatest managers ever. And I look at this, and obviously winning makes it easier, but it is pretty remarkable how everybody seems to be staying on message. Even a guy like Yaya Torre, who's one of my favorite players, but sadly, we hardly ever get to see him. Is that an area maybe in which... Pep has grown a little bit since his early days at at, um, at Barcelona, and from the outside, how do you get everybody on board when, well, Mourinho to, to cite but one has had fallings out with his players and had criticisms of his players. It's, I mean, if the roles were reversed, it, I can't imagine Pep talking about Luke Shaw, for example, the way he's done. Totally different characters. You can't compare Jose Mourinho and and Pep Guardiola as, as as characters. I mean, Jose seems to thrive by picking fights. Um, there's that Machiavellian element in him. Pep Guardiola seems to thrive by almost picking fights with himself, driving himself on, doing all that analysis, starving himself on match days. I mean, he's totally wired on on match days. And you can actually see this sort of there's a sort of gut instinct connection with these players, whereas Mourinho is 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 far more calculating. And it's one of the reasons why the, the dugouts in the Premier League have been such box office for the for the last sort of couple of years when you've got contrasting characters like that in. Do you expect him to to effectively park the bus and use some of perhaps a similar approach to what we saw from Southampton and, and West Ham on, on Sunday? I would be so disappointed. I think Manchester United fans would be as well. It'd be a betrayal of Manchester United's ethos at home in a game they really need to win 
because eight points. I don't. I don't understand this argument that uh, Jose Mourinho and Manchester United would be happy with with a draw because the eight point lead would be preserved. Arguably, Manchester City's most difficult uh, match of the season away at their biggest rivals. Um, they get a point. They go home. They you know they 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 continue. Everyone's expecting them to have a slump. But they've got the January transfer window coming up. They can strengthen there. They have players coming back. I mean, this is the time that Manchester United have to go for Manchester City. They have to, um, whether Mangala starts, I'd be surprised, but if it's Otamendi and, and company, they have to get in their faces. They have to be on the front foot. They can't do a West Ham. They can't sit deep in West Ham. They're basically sort of only pressing when uh, Manchester City were sort of halfway through their own half. So, no, it would be a betrayal of Manchester United's spirit, their ethos. And also, I think it'd be such a disappointment for the uh, for, for the title race because you want Manchester City to be sort of pressurised, and only really Manchester United can do that. They need to unleash Lingard and tell him to get around Fernandinho and and then start pressing the Manchester City defenders. They need Lukaku to run across the line and just close everyone down, and they probably need Martial as well. And you know, I understand all the Arsenal fans saying how well they played at the weekend and David De Gea kept the minute but there was still some fabulous counter-attacking by Manchester United so I think their mindset has to be yeah we can counter-attack against a fabulous Manchester City team who'll probably have 65% of possession but their mindset can't be for the draw I just think that is wrong they have to go for it because they're aggressive they don't uh, Another quick point just staying with you on, on United um, obviously the absence of Paul Pogba uh, is, is I think, uh, an enormous, enormous loss. Could Mourinho throw us uh, something entirely unexpected, like like maybe a, a tall Swedish man against Pep? Well, he could do, yeah. I mean, that's... Do you I think mean, he will? I the, the, I'm, I'm not so sure. I thought when you were going down the tall route, I thought you were thinking Fellaini. I can see Fellaini playing a part. I can see Manchester United trying to be... Uh, physical and, and, and pace and well, clearly got the pace in the, in the forwards and maybe Fellaini coming in but you could also see Herrera being unleashed to do his, his what he tried to a couple of times on Eden Hazard and try to close the space around Kevin De Bruyne Mourinho will set up all his tactical things, he will analyse it to death but ultimately I hope he just liberates those forwards and allow them to, to unleash that pace as, as they did against Arsenal I mean, anyone who who you talk to and who talks about Guardiola's training sessions, their eyes light up. I mean, De Bruyne was just talking about the sort of boxes and how much they do, and it's all match related, and it's all about okay, the tactical element is important, and they're quite sort of disciplined in terms of how they bring the ball out. But then there is this kaleidoscope of movement further forward, whereas Mourinho is more chess-like; it's all planning in ahead, and it's far more calculating. There is that little bit of, there's far more liberty in, uh, in, in Guardiola's teams. And that's why if they do become champions, they will be worthy champions in, in the true sense of the word because they're celebrating football as well as celebrating winning football. Henry Winter, thank you so much. I'm, uh, I know like we often get so much hype and whatnot, but um, I have a sneaking suspicion Sunday's going to live up to it and uh, not just this derby. I just hope for the, the state of the season that, uh, that Manchester United win. But 
I mean, Manchester City, you know, I want Manchester City to be champions. I went for them pre-season because of the, because of the quality of the coach. And I think we're still, we still have a slightly Luddite tendency in English football. And I just think we can learn so much from Guardiola. I've been talking to the FA, trying to get them to invite him into um, St. George's Park to, to talk to the young age group coaches. One inspiration it would be with them, just an hour in his company to appreciate that intensity, that dedication, that tactical mind, how he just thinks. Just you know, it would just be an inspiration for some of the younger coaches, probably some of the older coaches as well. But yeah, uh, they haven't done that so far. Frankly, I'm shocked that they haven't done it yet. He's been here for 18 months. Uh, honestly, it's, I mean, <laughs> I, I think they have tried. It's, no, it's a diary all. issue. <laughs> That's all we've got time for today. Many, many thanks to my guest, Henry Winter. I know you enjoyed that. Uh, we're going to be back on Monday with all the reaction, not just to the Manchester Derby, but uh, to everything else that happened over the weekend, including those two other derbies, the Merseyside Derby and, of course, West Ham and Chelsea. The game is brought to you by The Times. For more information and more podcasts from The Times, head to thetimes.co.uk. As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone.